yes, I'm playing relaxing music. And you might ask, why are you playing relaxing music? It's because I need to relax. Boy. All right. I'm going to tell you right now. If you don't want to hear about baby stories and everything that I've been going through for the past week, just tune out now because I'm definitely going to, I'm going to talk about that first before I get into the rest of the actual news that people probably tune in for. But yeah, we had one hell of a week. <clears throat> Last time I was in here doing a show was, let's see, my wife was in labor. She was in active labor. We had gone down to the hospital. They wanted the contractions a little closer apart. And that was last Saturday, which what was that? That was uh, February 20, no, the 25th, 25th, 25th. Yeah, the night of the 25th, Friday, late that night, she started having her contractions there about 10 minutes apart. And... Um, <clears throat> We went with that. We went down to the hospital, drove two hours to get to the hospital. They said, well, we can't admit you yet. We need to get a little closer. So we drove back home. So then that Saturday night, at about midnight, the contractions started to get about three minutes apart. So that's back on uh, February 26th into Sunday morning. And she was supposed to be induced on the 27th anyways, which was Sunday. So we get back down to the hospital. Uh, she starts having all of her contractions just coming head to toe, you know, and uh, she really didn't get an epidural until, uh, what was that, Sunday morning at about, or Sunday, about noon. So yeah, she had, she had, and then she finally delivered Monday at about 10, 15 a.m. So yeah, she had about 53 hours of labor, two hours of pushing, which isn't bad for a first time baby. Uh, she did have some. I forget the name of it, some type of an infection once the water breaks. And uh, so she was running super high fever. She was pushing with like a 102.7 fever. Yeah, she was miserable, man. We, we almost gave up. We almost gave up like halfway through, not halfway through, but about, I don't know, 6 a.m. On, on Monday. They said, well, you haven't dilated all that kind of stuff. So uh, we might have to do a C-section. And her fever was so high, she had the chills and everything. She almost tapped out then. Um, but we broke the fever a little bit. She kept on trucking. She pushed that baby out at about 10.15 on Monday. So it took her about 53 hours, but she made it. With that infection, though, they had to put the baby into NICU, intensive care unit. Um, baby had a little hard time breathing on his own. At initially, first, you know, the first night he was on like a CPAP type oxygen, forced oxygen. After that, he was breathing fine. And it was just a matter of getting him to eat to the NICU regulations. And he didn't want to eat too much for the first three days. So we fought with that. Here we are, seven days of NICU. And then he finally got out on, uh, let's see, that would have been March 5th. He finally got out of NICU. So how many days is that? Let's see. He was born on the 28th. One, two, three, four, five, six days. Six days in NICU. He's been home for two days. Mom and dad are not sleeping at all, at all. We're doing the, uh, we're doing the shift thing. And apparently I get the 8 p.m. to set, uh, about 5 a.m. shift. You know, it's so hard. It's so hard to sleep, even though he's been doing okay where he, he, you know, he'll, he'll nod out during between his, uh, three hour feedings. And that's the whole thing too. You get on the internet, everybody's telling you different information. I know it, Nick, you, he was on a three hour schedule. He was eating every three hours. We continued that when we got home, it seems to be working fine. Of course, he's not much of a crier, which is great. Um, he's a great, he's doing great now. It's just mom and dad got to learn to sleep when he's sleeping. 
that's hard to do. You know, that's hard to do when you got a new baby there and I'm watching him and, you know, usually he's sleeping in my arms, which I know is probably a no-no, whatever. Uh, but then I put him down and he'll make like, he'll make like a couple hours where he lays down on his own, swallow him up tight and he falls asleep. But it's hard to sleep when you're, you know, watching him. You know, with today's technology, you got the baby monitor, all this kind of stuff. Any movement, I get an alarm and he moves a lot. You know, he shakes his head back and forth and stuff when he's sleeping. But he's, the baby is doing great. Now, mom and dad, on the other hand, yeah, I forgot how hard this was. You know, I've got two kids, one's 26, one's 19. And uh, it was old school back then. I don't, I don't remember being this. I know at that time, I only had one day off for having a new baby. They didn't give you much time off in, in those days. And I remember that I would, uh, I had to be at work at 4 a.m. I was up at 3 a.m. And so there was just no way that I could take a night shift with a baby and survive. So I remember my first wife, she had help from her sister and her mom to go through this whole process. But now uh, it's, it's old dad here, grandpa, daddy, that gets to chime in with this. And so we're doing great. We're doing great. You know, we get a lot of bonding time at night, but man, yeah, this is much harder than I remember. Probably because I wasn't involved too much the first time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the whole baby thing. And like I said, baby London, he's doing great. Mom and dad could use a little help, but we're doing great. And that is the story of London and how things are going with him. So that's why I've been consumed with that. Haven't This is the first time I've sat down, first time I've cracked open my laptop. And, um, you know, I'm going to try and get back into the swing of things. We'll see how I do. It's a little tough, but that's the baby update. And now we are going to hit it, hit it, hit it, hit into this stupid news that's going on right now and uh, see what we can find. All right. First thing I want to talk about. Uh, now, this is a story that happened went down on March 2nd, but I haven't been on the, uh, you know, back on the behind the mic. But this is once again, congratulating the parents out there. that are standing up to these BS school boards, school superintendents fighting back and getting these bitches shit canned. Now, there was a story of the superintendent that was in Al Alchua, Alchua County, something like that. Anyways, it's in Florida. So in Florida, we know Mr. DeSantis, he lifted the mask mandate. And this superintendent was just being, uh, I don't care. Uh, we're going to keep the mask in the schools and blah, blah, blah. She, she was bucking the system. And guess what? Her ass got fired. Boom, 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 boom. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So this school board superintendent, her name was Dr. Carly Simon, was fired by the school board on a three to two vote. So, yeah, basically she stood up to DeSantis in Florida and said, no, we're keeping the mask mandates involved in our schools. And she got shit canned, which I am so happy about. I wish this would happen in more places, but that's the first thing I'm going to talk about real quick. Well, I mean, I already talked about it. That, that's all there is to say. That's all there is to say. If you're a superintendent and the mask mandates lifted and you want to keep it in place because you're a tyrannical dickwad, you're going to get fired because parents aren't standing up for this shit. You know, I saw this one clip the other day of DeSantis walking in. He was he was speaking. I believe it was a university or a college. And he's walking up to the podium and he's got all these students behind him. He looks at him. And he's all, hey, just if you guys, if you want to keep your mask on, keep your mask on. But you don't have to wear it when you're standing behind me. This is a farce. This is all blah, blah, blah. You know, let me see if I can find that clip. 
I love DeSantis. When, regarding this, I love DeSantis. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? And then his, you know, the, the Florida Surgeon General, he's coming under fire because he said these things. And I know it's only going to come out of one side of your speakers because that's just the way this stupid YouTube audio is. But he was, and he's getting reamed for this, for these statements he made right here. But this is the Florida uh, Surgeon General. Check this out. So to the doctors who tell you that these things save lives, ask them, ask them, you know, what, what, did the, what did the two randomized clinical trials that we've done during the pandemic, what did they show? Ask them that when they tell you that these things save lives. One found nothing, zero benefit. The other found a small benefit, like a tiny benefit that's, you know, that's a little bit methodologically shaky. And by the way, none of them, none of them found a benefit in young people. Not a single one found a benefit in young people. That's the highest quality evidence. That's what it showed. Lower evidence is what the CDC likes to tout. You know, shaky studies, shaky methods, finding 80% reductions in infection. Give me a break, you know? I mean, come on. You know, nothing that we're seeing in this, in this country justifies that kind of conclusion. So that's, that's what the evidence shows. Word. Knock it to him. Sock it to him. So, of course, the yint is on the view. Uh, I guess Whoopi's back. Um, I guess she, after she got her Auschwitz training. Anyways, the Yintas on The View, they saw the same video of DeSantis saying that to the high school kids. And they had, of course, they had to throw in their opinion, just like I do here. You know, no different. But they had a lot to say about DeSantis and his uh, 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 talking to the high school students about the mask. And they, of course, they got all up in arms about it. Here you go. So yesterday, the White House, and now stop looking at me, announced their pandemic reset plan, saying that lockdowns and school closures were no longer necessary. And you would think this would make that guy down in Florida, you know, the, what is his name, De DeSantis, DeSantis yeah. happy. But apparently not. He was all fired up when he saw high school kids wearing masks at a public event yesterday. Take a look. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. Oh, oh, he's so like, he's so like edgy. This is ridiculous. <laughs> he can't, he can't wear a mask. He can't say gay. That upsets him too. Yeah. He's very touchy. <laughs> well, I find for, you know, he's all about personal choice. And, you know, you take off the mandates and you say now it's up to people as to mm -hmm. what, how do they feel? These are, by the way, these were high school students. Yeah. And you think about the age they're at right now. This is not just an adult kind of mocking them a little. This is the governor of your state mm -hmm. and it's televised. Like you're on video. It's going to go everywhere these kids are at an age where people already tease and bully and like now you just you saw that girl like scrambling to take hers off like what do i do i, I just found to say that to a bunch of minors one kid looked at them like shut up yeah i like that kid. There, there were some kids that did not take off their masks and i thought that's damn yeah. good parenting right there um because they 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 did what they felt was right yeah. but what's crazy about it is this school was in hillsborough uh county the yeah. community spread there is so high that masks are um required. i believe uh 
They're recommended yeah. indoors. Yeah. So he also gave them bad public health information. And I, I just thought if that were my kid there, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would you show know up at the gun. I'm like, I don't know if it would be legal. It's just, it's just so <laughs> inappropriate no, you to see that from a leader. Ever. I would go nuts. Well, here's the thing. Would- Did you see that right there? She said, I don't know if I would show up with a gun. Hold on. Let me see if I can rewind that. Hang on a second. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting to it. She started to say, I don't know why I'd show up with a gun. Hold on. Let's see if I can get it. Illegal. It's just, it's just so <laughs> inappropriate no, you to see that from a leader. Ever. I would go nuts. Well, here's public nope. health information. Further back. And I, I just thought if that were my kid there, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would you show know up at the gun. I'm like, I don't know if it would be legal. It's just, it's just <laughs> indoors. Yeah. So he also again. gave them bad public health information. And I, I just thought if that were my kid there, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would you show know up at the gun. I'm like, <laughs> she didn't say it, legal. but she was pretty damn so close. I don't know if I'd show up with a gun. Whoa. I would go nuts. Well, here's the thing. If you nuts. say people have choice. Damn. 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 I would show up with a gun. Uh, so that's the girls from The View going a little ape shit, a little crazy. Who was it? I don't even know who that was. That was the, the black chick on The View. Oh, I'm not allowed to say black chick. Well, uh, she's the chick with the complexion that's darker than me, and she appears to be of African-American descent. How's that? Am I politically correct with that? Can I say that? Anyways, uh, DeSantis and the Surgeon General uh, ruffling some feathers, getting people pissed off. But you know what? More power to them. More power to them. And uh, the view. Yeah. Going to show up with a guh. Going to show up with a guh. What is, what is a guh? I'm going to show up with a guh. And then she got cut off. Art. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if, if if Joe Rogan was to say that, we'd be hearing about that on the news for the next couple of weeks. But anyways, that's the girls from the view. All pissed off with DeSantis down there in Florida. appears to be the listeners of the view protesting uh mental cases uh that was in new york city and that was a bunch of these uh homely looking uh homely looking uh how can i describe these people let's see one's in a fur coat i have to assume that that's fake um they're all masked of course and they're seeing these chants in new york city it looks like on the steps of a government building uh, about their mask mandate and and you know their rhyme skills their rhyme skills are just fucking horrible uh that's our ask that's our ask um yeah 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 uh, how about this how about this how about this you dumb fucks if you want to wear a mask wear a mask because it protects you right but don't make other people do it if you want to go the rest of your life walking around wearing a mask knock your freaking self out this is america that's what you can do but the the, the 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 sheer gall of these people to force others to do it is just off the charts ridiculous ridiculous oh my god oh my god i it oh boy man masking for all they got their signs there mm. yep god these are some ugly bitches just because we're tired doesn't mean it's over mandate mask 
That's our past. That's for seniors. That's for kids. It's not about you. Also not like a clue. Just because we're talking. What, what is that line right there? What is that rhyme line right there? Hold on. Hold on. It's not about you, also not like a clue. It's not about you, also not like a clue. Just because we're It's not about you. It's not about you, also not like a clue. Just because we're tired. I don't know. Doesn't mean it's over, mandate mask. That's our ass. Oh, poop. Poop, 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 poop. Well, why am I playing the poop song? Well, it, you guys might have missed this story because it was kind of flying underneath the radar, but Shaquille O'Neal uh, allegedly poured buckets of his own poop on rookies to haze them, according to a former teammate. <laughs> so Shaquille O'Neal allegedly hazed NBA rookies by pooping and peeing in a bucket for a week and then dumping it on them, according to his former Los Angeles Lakers and my ha- Miami Heat teammate Gary Payton. Gary Payton said Shaq is a jokester. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty big joke. If one of the rookies would be in the stall, then he would take a bucket and use the bathroom in it for about a week. And then all of a sudden he would pour it on them. So we started being jokesters. (laughs) Rookies that play with O'Neal on the Lakers and the Heat, including include Kobe Bryant, Tyron Lue, Luke Walton, Kareem Rush, Joel Anthony. Payton said he tried to prank O'Neal back, but it didn't. he didn't go to the same extremes. Peyton said he often stole O'Neal's underwear and then messed up his pants, which forced the 7-foot-1, 340-pound O'Neal to walk around in a towel. So, uh, yeah, that's the kind of shenanigans that go on in the Laker and the Miami Heat locker room back in the Shaquille O'Neal days, back before, back before it was not uh, politically uh, incorrect to pour poop on someone. The good old days, the good old days when you can actually have some fun, go to an extreme little prank and, uh, you know, pour a week's worth of poop and piss and all that other on a, on a rookie. You know, it's just all fun and games, all fun and games. You probably get arrested for that these days. Don't you think you <laughs> assault with a deadly turd, you know, I, I don't know, but that's what Shaq was up to back in his days with the Lakers. How'd you do? I. See you've met mine. Uh-oh, that's our transgender theme song. Hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much well. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. One hell of a lover. Well, I'll tell you what. Transvestite from transsexual. Well, guess what? Tim Curry is not going to be able to swim in in a women's competitive sports in Iowa. Finally, a state that has their fucking head out of their ass. And that is Iowa. Transgender girls and women now barred from female sports in Iowa. Woo! Congratulations. You know, dick slap, dick slap, clap, you know, do the whole thing. Anyways, Kim Reynolds has signed a law that bans transgender girls and women in the state from competing in sports, according to their gender identity. The measure applies to public and private K-12 schools and community colleges, as well as colleges and universities affiliated with the NCAA and NAIA. 
The law's backers say it's necessary to ensure fair competition, although research has disputed this. Okay, okay. Do I have to actually look at this research? I'm not going to look at that research. Opponents call it a discriminatory attempt to sideline transgenders, students, and their penises on the sideline, who they say make up a small fraction of athletes in the state and do not pose the competitive threat that supports the claim. Reynolds signed the bill, HF 2416, in the Iowa Capitol Rotunda, surrounded by young women and fellow Republican lawmakers who support the legislation. She repeated the claim that transgender girls hold a fundamental advantage in female sports. It's the superpowers that are found in their Adam's apple and their genitalia. Yeah, that's my addition to this article. Um, The quote from the, let's see, it's the governor. She says, it worries me that this bill is needed at, well, I don't know who's saying this. I'll tell you in a second. It worries me that this bill is needed at all. It's hard to imagine how anyone who cares about the rights of women and girls could support anything else, said Reynolds. No amount of talent, training, or effort on their part can make up for the natural physical advantages males have over females. And I agree. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. (laughs) But not the symptom. Boom, there we have it. Uh, so so how is this going to work for these athletes? Well, under the law, which takes effect immediately, only cisgender female athletes are allowed to compete in female sports. Wow, only cisgender. Well, okay, this brings up a whole other, a whole other line of uh, probabilities uh, because cisgender is just one identity. What about the, what about the girls that identify as couch, the meow mew is meow mew or whatever the fuck they were. Uh, there's a bunch of those. Um, there's a bunch of other identities. Uh, so basically, basically you have to be cisgender to compete. So if you identify as anything else, uh, you're kind of fucked. Um, I, I don't know how you're fucked, but you're fucked. Uh, so under the law, which takes effect immediately, transgender girls and women would be forced to play against boys and men. Ugh, this, this could be interesting. The bill does not address the eligibility of transgender boys who would be free to compete in male athletics. So Ainsley Erzin, a high school track star from Carlisle, has been an outspoken proponent of removing transgender girls from girls' sports. Speaking at the signing ceremony, Erzin said putting the new law into effect sends a message to female athletes. The message that women are so much more than hormone level, that the things girls love are worth protecting and their hard work and dedication is recognized and their dreams can become a reality. That's what was said by Ezrin, who holds a scholarship to run track at the University of Arkansas. Uh, Becky Smith, the executive director of Iowa Safe Schools, which advocates for LGBTQ youth. They forgot the AI, AI plus, so they must not be that progressive. But anyways, held up a gender, uh, a transgender flag behind the bill signing ceremony. She's, <laughs> she said she wanted to show transgender students that there are community members who oppose the law. Uh, let's see. I quote, it's just a reminder that transgender students matter and they're here and they're not going anywhere, according to Smith, Becky Smith. 
Despite the fact that their rights are being infringed upon by the passage of this bill, we stand with them. We have not forgotten them, and the fight continues for LGBTQ youth across the state. Once again, she forgot the LGBTQAI+, so she's not that fucking progressive. I'm going to hold you to it. You guys keep adding you guys keep adding letters to the alphabet soup, and if you fail to recognize these new letters that are added, you are a transgender phobe phobe fuck. That's what you are. So, uh yeah, yeah. So Iowa is uh we uh they 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 they're coming up man and they are they're actually thinking with their head out of their ass and I believe that that is a good sign. It's probably healthier for the kids too, you know, because all these transgender male to females that are, you know, competing, they're taking these hardcore hormone blockers and all this testosterone blockers that cannot be healthy for them as a student, especially in the K through 12. That cannot be healthy. So, I mean, this kind of puts it in with their health in as a priority, right? 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 That's what it's doing. Anyways, that was the transgender update of the day. So I found something that I thought was interesting, and it, it, it's something about the trucker convoy that's heading to D.C. I believe they're making a loop around D.C. and there's a bunch of the U.S. trucker convoy. You're you're alert. You're alert to this of what's going on, right? Well, I didn't really realize that this was. Well, I mean, I thought it was about you know requiring vaccines and all this other kind of stuff, just like the similar to the guys in Canada, but apparently there's this aspect that I've been missing out on. And here's an interview with one of the trucker convoys. And um, just listen to this interview of questions, because this brings out a whole different uh, uh, angle to this trucker parade that I wasn't really taking into account. Here, check this out. Are you really concerned about right now? I don't want them to digitize us. You don't want them what? To digitize us. I don't want to take medicine that'll hurt people. What was the what was the word you used, though? I haven't heard that. Digital. Digital. Digital? And what what does that mean? They're trying to they're trying to make us robots. They're trying to make it where we have no choice in nothing, to where they control they can control us from what they put in our bodies. And eventually, we'll we'll actually be robots. According to what they're saying, not robots, but according to what they've already got a full man-made working female robot robots i wasn't expecting that one this poor woman was sitting in the cab of her massive peterbilt concerned that the government is gonna digit digitile us digitile us i i looked that up i tried to get a definition and i couldn't find it I didn't know that was a concern. I don't want to be digitized, but I stand with her. I stand with her 100%. I do not want to be digitized. Government's trying to digitize me. The government, Bill Gates. There's fully functioning female robots, occur, occur, according to her. Um, I haven't seen them yet, but they're out there, apparently. Digitile. Digitile. So anyways, the U.S. convoy. You know, my buddy Dion Cini, he, he's he's having a big part of that. I wonder if I could get him on the phone. I need to get him on the phone and see what's going on. I saw they had a website up that was taking donations uh, for the, the trucker convoy. And then he was also taking requests for people, truckers that needed assistance. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to state the, the conspiracy theory right here. The, the, the rise in fuel cost, not only is it because Russia supplies like 8% of our fuel, uh, which Shell does is not 
that's a whole different story. Shell went ahead and bought Russian fuel. They said we had to buy it because blah, blah, blah. We need to make money, basically. Uh, but anyways, Russia's fuel supply. Um, but but in, where, where was I going with? Oh, I was saying, uh, my conspiracy is that the hike in the prices of fuel, I mean, I was driving last night and it was about $6 a gallon here in California through uh, by the gas stations that I was passing, six bucks for fuel. And um, I think that's just to halt the, the, the U.S. convoy of freedom. Um, to stand up against anti-masking and digital, digital, uh, the raising the fuel prices so that it'll put this, you know, this, this, uh, this convoy to a halt, a screeching halt through exorbitant gas prices. That's my conspiracy theory and I'm sticking to it. You can, you can, you can take it for what it's worth. It's not founded in any fact. It's mainly fiction could be real. Who knows? In similar trucker news, uh, this was the, the Freedom Convoy in, in, in Ottawa. Uh, the organizer was Tamara Litch. Uh, anyways, she won a review and because she was being held without bail, and apparently she has just been granted bail. Litch will be required to leave Ottawa within 24 hours to be out of Ontario within 72 hours, alongside orders to stay off social media. Uh, she's not allowed to protest against COVID policies and to have no contact with any of the co-accused. Uh, but she's actually going to get some bail. So that's good. Um, let me see. What is it? Let's see. Initially, she was taken into custody by police in Ottawa on the evening of February 17th. Litch has remained behind bars since. At a previous bail hearing on February 22nd, Litch had her request for bail denied by Justice Julie Burgoyce. Bert Burgess, I don't know, a former Liberal Party candidate who Litch accused of holding a political bias in the case. Uh, late last week, Litch was back in front of the judge requesting a bail review, a hearing that was documented by Ottawa-based uh, lawyer David Anber. Today, a judge reversed the original decision and granted Litch bail. Uh, let's see. What do they say here? Possibility on the facts of this case that she may not even go to jail. Review judge references a conditional sentence. Okay. Let me see. A trial would be many months away and she might sit in jail longer than her sentence if she was detained. This weighs in favor of the release, according to the judge. So, yeah. Uh, let me see. She had been representing some of those charged. Da, 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 da. That's the attorney. Well, I know, I know I'm scanning through the, you know, this news happens as we're doing the show and I kind of scan through it. I should be a little more prepared. I agree. I agree. I don't need to your emails about that. Actually, nobody's emailed me about that, but, um, uh, she's just required to get out of Dodge, apparently out of Ottawa and out of Ontario, but she has released on bail. So that's a, that's a good thing. And the satirical news, my favorite headline that I've read today from the Babylon Bee, and it says Biden sells Alaska back to Russia so we can start drilling for oil there again. Yes, this is, this is the Babylon Bee, but I'm going to read this anyways, because I love the Babylon Bee. Um, sometimes it's satire, can barely keep up with the actual satire that's happening in the media, but this one is pretty good. The deliberate and premeditated invasion of Ukraine by brutal dictator Vladimir Putin has forced the U.S. to re re reassess the importance of energy independence. With this new resolve, the Biden administration has taken its first step toward increasing oil production for Americans by selling Alaska back to Russia so we can start drilling for oil there again. Folks, nobody wants to ruin America's beautiful Alaskan wilderness with oil trucks and drilling rigs. Come on said President Biden in response to questions he thought were coming from a house plant in the West Wing. And Biden continued to say, but I've never had a problem getting oil from Russia, so there you go. Go get them. Jen Paskey, 
praised Biden's brilliance in finding a solution that would prevent an energy crisis while also preventing new drilling on American land. She pointed out uh, that to journalists, you see, it's not American land anymore. It's Russian land. Politicians on both sides of the political aisle criticized Biden for selling Alaska without giving them enough time to sneak friends and family onto the boards of newly relevant Russian oil companies. They also voiced concern that the negotiator handling both the Alaska sale as well as managing drilling permits was Hunter Biden and not their own children. Babylon B, yeah, you're going, you're you're going into the paint with that one. But anyways, this is Jake with Radio Wonderland. This has been a quick little take on the news. Hopefully, I can get back into doing this. I'm life is nuts right now with the new baby. But anyways, this is Jake with Radio Wonderland. Like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. Email me at Jake at radiounderland.com if you have any questions, comments, etc. And uh other than that, man, I will see you later. I'm going to go see if Missy's feeding the baby and I can take a nap. Otherwise, you guys be good humans, be good to each other, be kind, be patient. And a shout out to the Loma Linda Hospital over there. I'll tell you what, it's been a while, been about 19 years since I had a child in the hospital, but their their staff over there was phenomenal. All the NICU nurses were great. Uh, I haven't had an experience of like that in a hospital in a long time. They were just really up to snuff and they were polite. They were gracious. They were friendly. I cannot say good enough good things about the NICU over there at Loma Linda and labor and delivery too. All the nurses were great. So that being said, you guys have a good one and I will talk to you later.